Hi, this is Jennifer Donnell. I am the host this evening for Young Female Entrepreneurs, a weekly live stream we do part of youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com, an online uh, community <laughs> for entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s. We do blogs, fun Twitter chats, uh, online meetings that are more of masterminds that are happen weekly. And now we do the live streams as of the beginning of March. So I'm actually on right now. It's every Thursday. And currently it's at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. So if you are on right now live on the chat, um, you're more than welcome to chat in. Let us know who you are, what your business is. Connect with other entrepreneurial women that are your age. So later on in the show, I'll be opening it up first with Natalie McNeil. McNeil. Uh, she's the new author. Well, she is a newer author of She Takes on the World. It's a book made for me and you, entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s. So I'm super excited to hear more about what the book offers um, people like ourselves and uh, more about Natalie, too, because like you, probably many of you who are watching, I've been following Natalie on SheTakesOnTheWorld.com for some time, and she offers advice for women who are furthering their careers. She does a lot of incredible interviews, so it'll be a really fun chat with her. Then afterwards, this is also, I mean, I am, I had to pinch myself today because that is such a fun chat. I can't believe I get to talk to two incredible women tonight. The second one is Kara of uh, Signify.com, and I believe she might be on the chat right now. So if you're on there, definitely connect with her. She has a crazy story. So she started Signify while she was going to uh, NYU. She's getting her MBA. And in order to do that, uh, the MBA, and then also... Um, do some urban zen stuff with the with the Donna Karen uh, school. I think it's called Urban Zen. Uh, she rented out her apartment <laughs> over Airbnb in order to do all of this. It's crazy. I love her story. So she's going to be on after Natalie McNeil. Just a couple things before we welcome Natalie on. Um, there's like I said, we do online meetings that are weekly. Tuesday, I am a mom of a toddler, and so Tuesday I spent the day in toddler vomit. <laughs> So <laughs> I was doing the online meeting that day, and so I had to reschedule it. So if you're in the wedding industry, you guys are going to have a mastermind this Tuesday at 11. Um, I mean, that's just kind of, I'm sure a lot of you can empathize. That's just the life of the YFE. So um, keeping it cool and breezy and doing the meeting on Tuesday at 11, hopefully uh, sans uh, toddler vomit. Um, but anyway, uh, that's really cool. Then we also have the YFE Book Club, which I have moderators for now. I'm super excited. Uh, so you can sign up at books.yfe.me, uh, and you can show the screenshot of that. So um, Melody Berenger, uh, it's YFE Books. It's up at, towards the beginning. Melody Berenger, um, where is her book? Oh, here it is. She wrote Craving Success. Uh, Craving Success. She is the founder of The Crave Company. Um, we're in the Ovalai.tv studio right now, and we've interviewed her um, for Small Businesses Do It Better, another Ovalai show. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's got something like 20 businesses over 30 years, and it's a book full of failures and all sorts of fun stuff from Melody. So we're going to be reading that together starting April 23rd, and it's through a Facebook group. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's moderators that are uh, pushing the discussion forward, and you can do that, uh, join it by going to books.yc yfe.me and get started that way um i know i have okay last thing <laughs> i promise and then i'll bring natalie in the last part is uh that yfe the young female entrepreneurs live stream is being pushed over to ovalite.tv so i um 
I do YFE as my passion project. It's something fun that I put on. My actual company is Ovali. I'm an owner of, along with my parents, and we're a hosting company. We do Ovali.tv um, live shows. So we're going to be moving this live broadcast off the YFE Facebook page over to that um, area. And it has a better viewing experience and more chat and all sorts of fun stuff. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and I see that you guys are checking in, chatting over on the uh, Facebook chat. Thank you so much for doing that. And if you have any questions for Natalie, be sure to type them in and I'll be sure to relay them over to her. So without further further ado i'm so excited uh <laughs> i want to welcome natalie mcneil like i was saying she's the author of she takes on the world welcome natalie thank you so much for being on the show tonight uh, i love your enthusiasm uh, thank you very much for having me it's an honor to be here with you tonight oh uh, well thank you so much for being on now uh for anyone that is watching live or even the next day weeks to come uh, that doesn't know who you are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why you started in uh, on your entrepreneurial path and what it is that you're actually doing on that path? So as a child, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. But as you know, when you're going through the school system, you're sometimes encouraged to follow a more traditional path and get a real job. And it took some time for me to rediscover that entrepreneurial spirit within myself, but when I did around the age of oh, 19 or so, it just really picked up from there. And my primary company today is a media company called Imaginarius. So I'm an Emmy award-winning media producer. Um, there's the Emmy right there, actually. Oh, amazing. <laughs> she watches me. She watches me work and take <laughs> on the world. And uh, we do a lot of interactive documentaries and things like that. And on the side of that, I call She Takes on the World my accidental business because I never intended for it to become what it has become. I mean, it's taken on a life of its own. I started it four years ago when I was working on building my business while traveling the world. I've been to over 60 countries, six zero, and oh, that was just wow. an amazing life-changing experience and she takes on the world just kind of grew with me and a lot of people started reaching out and asking if they could contribute too and that's sort of how we got to this place where we're in where it's more of a community 50 plus contributors and we're just getting ready to launch a brand new site and network for women entrepreneurs particularly young women entrepreneurs the gen y crowd so come on over and check us out and then as you mentioned, the book has come out in the last week on March 27th. She takes on the world. A guide to being your own boss, working happy, and living on purpose was released. Uh, it's already a bestseller. It's been an amazing week. For me, it's exhausting, but Amen. it's amazing what happens when you put something out there and all the magic that sort of comes your way when you open yourself up to that. I'm sure. So why exactly did you write this book? So you've got this successful company, you have an Emmy, uh, you have the blog. What was the kind of kick in the pants that got you to start writing? Well, when the blog started picking up and becoming more successful, we started getting a lot of offers for a book. And it wasn't something that I had considered at that point. I've always wanted to do a book and knew I would do one eventually. I thought that might happen when I'm, you know, 40. I didn't think I'd be doing it this soon. But it got me thinking, well, why not do a book? So I started 
the book about two years ago. It's taken two years to get to this point from, you know, concept to, to launch. And I wanted to look at business from a different perspective because I think as women and as young women, we have different goals. A lot of us want to have businesses that have an impact in some way or make meaning and we want to leave a legacy in the world. That's what I'm finding with a lot of the young women entrepreneurs that I connect to. So this is a business book for you if that sort of resonates and a business book for our digital age because things are so, so different now. The way I built my company is not how you would have built a company 10 years ago, especially not how you'd build a company, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. So it's a new kind of business book. And there's, you know, a little bit of humor and, and sass in there too. Awesome. And we at YFE always love humor and sass. So con- congratulations <laughs> on publishing the book and all that you've been able to achieve. So I'm on, like I said earlier, I'm on the YFE Facebook uh, chat right now. And we had our first question. And I am yeah. so sorry if I'm going to butcher your name. Um, but it's Shady Terry Coleman. Hopefully I got that right. If I didn't, I so apologize. But her question is, uh, what is your suggestion for someone who wants to start an online niche site but doesn't really know where to start? She has so many ideas for this, but getting off the ground is where she's stuck. I think that is usually the biggest challenge for a lot of people, and it's really important to get your niche right from the beginning. So a lot of people have these big ideas, and they just don't know who they can target that to. Uh, When I'm looking at developing a niche, one of the first tools I head to now is Facebook, actually, and Facebook advertising, because you can play around in the ad creation page. You can play around with uh, demographics, with age, with gender, um, geographic location, workplaces, things like that. And you're looking to build up a big enough audience that you can profit from your product, but not so big that you're targeting too many people and trying to be everything to everyone. So I like to look at a good niche as having, oh, say around, you know, the 50,000 to 100,000 mark when you're doing those um, ad creations and seeing how many people, because what happens is on the right sidebar, you'll see that Facebook tells you how many people are within that niche that you start filling out those details for. Amazing way to start figuring out who it is you want to reach. And this is also something I go into a lot of detail on in uh, my program, We Mastermind. And we spend, you know, a good, probably the first quarter of the program actually doing just that. So very important and a very good question. But yeah, check out Facebook. And of course, the Google AdWords keyword tool is always really helpful too for figuring out what people need within your niche. Very nice. Good answer and fantastic and question. Course, you don't mind me saying, of course, there's a whole chapter of that uh, in the book as well. So nice. if you if you do have time to, uh, to pick that up, I'm sure you will uh, learn a lot from that chapter. Fantastic. Sorry. Go ahead, no, that was a that was a good point. And I am. I'm really excited to read the book myself. Um, now we have another question from Jules Young Taggart. Again, apologize if oh gosh, this is why I don't like <laughs> the chatting part, but I'm really excited to to ask your questions for you. So Jules, 
her question is, what about finding a peak performance partner, someone you trade advice or opinions with, an accountability partner? So another question was about how to find a strong mentor. So how do you find that person that's going to give you your yin to your, or give the yin to your yang kind of a thing? Yeah, I think having an accountability partner, and this is I guess, actually something we also do in We Mastermind, everybody gets paired up with somebody and you go through your weekly goals with that person, you go through your challenges, what you're working towards. It's so important to have someone to hold you accountable. So I would start with like-minded women or friends you know that also own businesses. Plan to have a Skype call or get together for coffee on say a Sunday evening or Monday morning and plan out what you want to achieve for the week. If you don't, if you can't do it weekly, you can also do that monthly, hold each other accountable to monthly goals. And it makes all the difference in the world. And it's something we're building into the new She Takes on the World Network too, because I'm such a firm believer in having that person there who can support you. Even if it's just one person, I find a group can be even better sometimes. A mastermind group can be a very powerful vessel for pushing your business forward. So, I mean, anyone really, it can be a friend, it can be a mentor, it can be a group that you're involved in, but actually make a plan and stick to it and stay consistent with the times that you meet with that person to discuss your goals, uh, what you missed on the last quarter. So for example, we just wrapped up quarter one of 2012. So I've met with my accountability partner, went through what I did achieve, what I didn't achieve and what I need to do better for the next quarter and making sure that I'm on my track on track for my goals for all four quarters of the year. Very nice. So got to keep it consistent. It's a good, this is a good question. So for those of you that are in the live chat, definitely contribute. Let us know what you do as far as accountability partners go. Um, but that was a great answer. I, um, I work with my parents on a daily basis. So having someone else that isn't my mom or my dad is <laughs> really nice. So I totally agree with you. Now, um, another question that was asked was from Sherelle. And Sherelle, I love your Facebook name. Sherelle Organic Beauty Vixen Dorsey. Very nice. Um, so <laughs> what are your tips for project managing an idea from concept to completion slash launch? So I use Google Apps for a lot of the projects that I do. That's sort of an internal tool um, just for me, sometimes for my eyes only. And it's what I want to say about any product or any launch, even if you're a solo entrepreneur, you have to have a team behind you. There is so much more you can achieve when you have a team. And even if that person is someone that you get from odesk.com or elance.com, you know, a virtual assistant to help you out for a few hours here and there, take away some of the busy work that's involved in a project, all those, um, the bookkeeping tasks, the emails that go back and forth, the scheduling, things like that, hand those off to somebody. And in terms of team collaboration and managing a project um, as a whole team, I love yammer.com. It's an amazing collaboration network for teams and for businesses, especially small businesses so user-friendly. So check out yammer.com as well. But yeah, for me, I, I mostly use um, Google Apps, the enterprise edition. And I just, I use the hell out of those spreadsheets. If I could show <laughs> you, I wish I could do a screen share right now to show you um, my book launch spreadsheet or our remastermind spreadsheet. It's just, you know, multiple tabs. Everything is organized. It's there. Um, we set rules so that everything gets color-coded. 
on its own. And it's just, it, it's beautiful to me. That's like the best, the best work of art. <laughs> I could, I could hang that on my wall and just look adoringly at it. Um, every day. I know that sounds crazy, but they are that pretty. No, if you're in the chat, definitely let us know if you are a spreadsheet geek, but I think that's a good, it's a good habit to, to come about. So, um, while you guys are all chatting together in the Facebook chat over on the live stream that we do every Thursdays for young female entrepreneurs. Um, Natalie, I have a question for you personally. So, uh, every yeah. once in a while on Facebook, I'll see some of my girlfriends use the quote from that popular Kelly Clarkson song, the whatever, what makes you, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Do you know what song I'm talking about? I know you're Canadian. But, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so now, have <laughs> you ever had one of those? Exactly. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> so whatever, have you had one of those whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger moment? And if so, what did that look like? Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> those <laughs> moments. And I, I really believe that in every moment, in every experience that you are, are put into in life, there's always a lesson that you're meant to learn from it. And so I, I always try to see the lesson, even though sometimes it really feels shitty at the time when something is failing or when something isn't going your way. So um, in my book, I actually share a day from uh, my journal, which was one of the worst days of when I started my first business. And that's when I realized that my partnership was failing, that I went into business with the wrong people. And now I had to try to dig myself out of a hole that I felt I was sort of trapped in. And it was, it was tough. I mean, you have to have difficult conversations and make really tough decisions, but I think that made me feel a lot stronger in working on my own as a young entrepreneur when I was just getting started, you know, I was still a teenager and I felt like I needed somebody else to help me run the business. I didn't feel confident enough to run a whole company by myself. And that helped me to realize that I definitely, I am strong enough to do it on my own and I should be doing it on my own, of course, with a team and so the story goes, I did end up with another business partner who is currently my partner on my media company, Imaginarius. And for me, one of the biggest fears was always failing because I was so worried about what other people would think. So many people tell you when you're starting a business that you're crazy, that maybe you should get a real job. Yeah. And it's it's hard when you have to face those people when you have failed. And that's actually what I was most afraid of, not necessarily the failing, but what other people were gonna think. So once I did fail with that first business and I got past that, I realized the world didn't come to an end. It was still spinning. I still had a lot to be grateful for. I learned a lot of valuable lessons and I was able to move forward from that with a completely different perspective. And I've never been afraid of failing again or what people would think if I did fail. And of course, you're always going to have the naysayers. But if you just stay focused and surround yourself with like-minded people and people who are going to raise you up instead of bring you down, then there's really nothing that you that you should be afraid of. Okay, so on that same topic, all right, I have one, a couple more questions because I know we're out of time now um, to get into Kara. 
And again, Kara is on afterwards. She's of SignalFi.com. Incredible. So definitely stay to find out more about Kara and her story. But um, so I've met a few entrepreneurs in the last day or so that are interested in starting a company. But right now I'm in the Seattle area and our job, I mean, our unemployment is pretty bad. But um, at the same time, we do have a lot of great opportunities for young people with Microsoft and Amazon out here. Um, Now, so say you have a really cushy corporate job with great benefits and all that fun stuff, yet you have this passion to start a business and your parents are going to think you're absolutely mad to do that. Maybe your husband doesn't want you to do it. What is your advice to that woman that wants to start off on her own but just kind of feels like she would be almost committing a crime to leave her her good, secure job? Yeah, I, I mean, I meet these women all the time and I think – only you know what the right decision is for you. And if you feel that, if you have you know, this idea and it's just flickering in your soul, you have to honor that. That is your authentic self. And I, I really believe in bringing that authentic self to the world and, and giving the world your best. And if you are at a corporate job that you aren't happy with. Um, It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I think you have to honor your own purpose. And if entrepreneurship is going to help you do that, if you feel like you have to take that idea to the the creation stage, then you have just got to find that strength and go for it. Because you do not want to sit back, you know, 50 years from now, 60 years from now and say, I should have done that. I much rather try something and deal with the naysayers and fail and try again and fail again and create something awesome and live on purpose than to have to wake up one day and say, you know, damn it, I, I could have done that or I should have done that. Yeah, it was definitely inspirational. I really like what you've had to say in the last couple um, answers, and I'm excited to read the book, especially now after hearing that. Um, I did have a couple other little housekeeping-type questions that are a little more on the personal side. (laughs) So um, you've talked about a few really interesting things as far as what made you start your company, the partnership piece. How old are you? (laughs) Do you mind me asking? I'm 26. I turned 26 in January. Oh my goodness. 26 years old. Okay, so 26. uh, How long have you been in business? Since I was, well, 17, 17, 18 was like my sort of pre-business, I guess. When I say my first business failed, I mean the business that I started when I was actually in in college. So I ran a, a small business when I was 17 and 18. Um, another business after that from like 19 to 22 and that one actually did really well and then my first media company was the one that did not so well Um, and then she takes on the world like I said is my accidental business that uh, I got started on about four years ago so I've been I've been an entrepreneur for a while yeah my goodness now are you married are you dating do you have kids I have a boyfriend that I've been with for seven years, seven years this month. So he sort of has been with me through, you know, everything from the very beginning, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, and just super supportive. It's really important that you have a supportive um, partner, husband, wife, whoever, when you're starting 
a business, if you don't have that support system, then, oh, it, it's so easy to fall. And uh, they really help you to get back up again when you do. So nice. yeah, not married, no plans on getting married and uh, no children for, well, who knows, <laughs> <laughs> but probably not for a long, long time, if ever. I'm very focused on my company right now. And I, I look at that as my, uh, as my little baby right now. Yeah. So you're a pretty normal person, basically, <laughs> right? Thank you. Well, some people would beg to differ. Yeah, some people think, you know, us entrepreneurs are crazy. Well, no, I, I shouldn't say <laughs> that. But I mean, as far as another young female entrepreneur goes, you look like us, basically, except you have Warmish. an Emmy and you have all this other crazy stuff going for you. So it is possible no matter what. Um, anything, anything is possible. If you... If you would have told me two years ago, even that this was going to be my life today, I I would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> so much has happened in these two years. Actually, um, the Emmy. I'm just looking at my calendar. I don't even know what day it is because I've been so crazy with this book tour. We won the Emmy a year ago today. Um, my business partner and I both won one. And even if you would have told me, you know, a year ago plus one day <laughs> that, you know, in a year you're going to you're going to have this Emmy, you're going to have this book and, and all these um, offers on the table and this successful company. I just I don't know. Sometimes I have to pinch myself and it, it feels surreal sometimes. And I think I need a little bit of, of time. I maybe need a little vacation to step back and reflect on it a little bit and to really absorb it and appreciate it because when you're so busy building and, and creating and shipping it it gets to be exhausting and, and you start always looking at the next thing right. uh, I talked about this actually on the day that the book launched I was focused so much on that day as a destination that I wasn't necessarily enjoying that whole journey along the way over the last couple of years so just Love every minute of the journey. It's crazy sometimes. There's ups, there's downs, but it's so worth it to create something on your own and to build a company that you're proud of and that allows you to, to live your dreams and to live on purpose and to serve the world. Very nice. Well, Natalie, I cannot tell you enough how thankful I am for having you on the show. You're Thank such an you inspiration. Oh. I'm so glad that I could come out to the show today and connect with all you other young female entrepreneurs. So thank, thank you so much for having me and for coming out tonight. Anytime. So why don't you tell us one more time where we can find you, um, where we can actually find your book too. Yeah, so you can come connect with me at shetakesontheworld.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash shetakesontheworld. I'm on Twitter at Natalie McNeil. Uh, that's McNeil with an M-A-C-N-E-I-L. And you can find the book on Amazon.com or pretty much any other book retailer. Awesome. So well, come find me, say hi, keep in touch, and I'd love to hear from you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much again. And so like Natalie was saying, uh, She Takes on the World is on Amazon. Uh, you can check out her popular blog as well at SheTakesOnTheWorld.com. And um, otherwise, thanks again to Natalie. I hope you guys all connect with her outside of the uh, live stream. But we're going to go ahead and welcome Kara on of SignalFi.com in just a few moments. 
And so in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and turn on uh, a couple little pieces, um, little sponsor messages. So we're going to take a quick break as we connect uh, the two together. Some housekeeping fun stuff. But make sure that you stay on to find out about Kara because... I mean, come on, renting out your your apartment, staying, I mean, she has a crazy story of staying in NYU dorm rooms in order to fulfill this entrepreneurial passion she has. And so I'm really excited to share her with you. And I'll take just a second to connect. If you have questions again, I'm on the YFE live stream Facebook chat. Uh, make sure that you type in questions, introduce yourself as a uh, young female entrepreneur, tell us about your businesses. This is a great time to connect with other entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s.
Okay, so we just got done with Natalie McNeil, the author of She Takes on the World. Uh, incredible, so inspirational, and I am so excited because our next guest is just like Natalie, incredibly inspirational. She's someone that uh, has taken her passion into uh, the extreme, I want to say. I don't know I don't know if I want to call it the extreme, but definitely not letting anything stop her or hold her back. She's someone that's traveled the world. Um, like I said, she is an M- she has an MBA. Uh, she is actually embarking on a next very exciting life adventure that I'm excited to hear more about. Um, I want to welcome in Kara of Signify.com. Welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Oops, I moved over the Facebook. <laughs> All right, so everyone, I'm still on Facebook chat for the uh, YFE live stream piece. So if you have any questions for Kara, definitely jump on there and ask away. But Kara, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you got into this entrepreneurial path and what it is that you're actually doing on it? Um, so I think I've always been inspired by people that go out and you know are able to create their own destinies and their own energies and um, and today obviously it's easier than ever before and to do so and I think I can I was thinking today earlier when did this spark come to me because everyone probably has a time where it, where it, this this drive this energy really came to life and I think I remember reading um, about Kickstarter and you know the website Kickstarter where you can post projects and people can donate to that. That really was the when I learned about Kickstarter and the growth and the excitement behind that and the potential for people to to support other people's entrepreneurial and creative dreams. Um, it really opened up a huge world for me, uh, and I was like, this is a this is amazing the way our our society is shifting to be able to participate in supporting other people in this way. And then I realized this is this is not you know this is doable. And so at that time I started exploring uh, what my passion might be to be able to bring to life. And I've always loved technology, and I cruise around on all types of websites. You know I've got like 1,500 likes pages liked on my Facebook. You know I'm just a jun- I'm an internet junkie, so that helps. <laughs> if you're gonna internet business. Um, and initially, I was working in fashion at the time. So I, uh, like Natalie, I, I I also started a business that didn't end up um, working out. And I'm very happy that it didn't actually. And I learned a lot. And that was initially a, a fashion company, and um, went worked on that for nine nine months. And I had a business partner, and we kind of did everything the opposite of what you were we were taught now to do we we spent about 9 months building a business plan but we actually never really went out and tested what we were wanting to build and when we were ready to build it we realized it wasn't what the market needed at that time um so I took a break and I took a step back and I reassessed what I was you know what I wanted to do with my life and also you know it's easy to say all these things but as you as we've spoken about before there's a ton of just like logistical stuff that goes into starting a business. It's not just like, oh, I have a dream and I want to go out and do it and here we go, you know. Um, so in the background, I was kind of setting myself up for the next stage because when I initially jumped into entrepreneurship, I took a leap um, from the corporate world by, like you said, renting out my apartment using Airbnb and um I can talk more about that later if we have time, but it is a great revenue stream for those of you that are looking for additional um, income sources. And 
anyway, so that that was one income source, but there's other things that weren't quite um, set for me to be able to go out and uh, and start my own business. So I've just been learning a lot and immersing myself in in the different um, entrepreneur networks here in NYC. And you know, I'm always learning. Every you can never say you're fully ready. I don't know when you're you know you get this you're anointed uh, entrepreneur ready, but I think it's getting there for me now, so I'm feeling really great about that. And now I've moved on to my next project, um, which is Signify, and we recognize that there really isn't a go-to resource for finding out what's going on in your city. You, know, you can go to a lot of different types of uh, websites. You might be looking at your Facebook events or different blog sources, um, but Signify is going to be one place, one-stop shop to find out what's going on in nightlife, music, film, arts, all of that. And we are developing the technology now, and we expect to launch in the next, probably a beta launch in the next six months. Awesome. All right, so we have our first question from the Facebook live chat. So you just said a lot of awesome stuff that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loop back to in a bit, um, such as the Airbnb and um, some of the more urban zenist things that you've talked about. So... Morgan Hatton, and Morgan, I apologize if I mess up your last name, um, but she asked uh, what specific methods for uh, testing a business model, methods, tools, or resources have you used? This is actually a really interesting question because um, the Story Exchange is somebody that uh, YFE is friends with, and they're doing features on young female entrepreneurs this month, and somebody else, I think it's gobble, gobbler.com, and again, I'm sorry, if you guys are in the chat and you know what I'm talking about, let me know. Um, but she was saying how important it is as a young person in business or any type of entrepreneur to go ahead and test with a small group group and make sure that you have a viable business model before doing anything. Uh, so that's an awesome question, Morgan. So uh, what have you done in the past? What resources, tools, methods have you used for testing out? Um, you know, let's see. So there is the whole lean startup movement, which is um, really blossoming and people are, are, are grabbing onto this yeah. idea of testing. And so I would recommend checking out um, one, one week, weekend workshop that we attended is called the Lean Startup Machine. You can find them online and they're all, in a lot of major cities now. And what we learned there was really the number one thing to do is actually just, they call the goobing and that stands for getting out of the building. So that means going out and talking <laughs> to people in person. Um, and you know, ideally at places where your target market and your target customers would be. So um, they said it's cheating if you go to Starbucks. Although we spent a lot of time in Starbucks and we got a lot of great insights, you know. So we were asking questions like, "Would?" And you want to make sure the questions you're asked. It's it's a trick. It's a tricky thing. It's it's kind of an art because you don't want to ask a leading question and you don't want to answer, ask a question that's going to be answered with just a yes or no. So you want to get as much information about um, your product. Not saying, "Would you use this?" and then showing them a picture. You know, they say, "Yeah." It, you know, so it's 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 tough, but it's really um, it's that qualitative um, input that you're getting from people that are in your target market, and that's in person is the best way. And you know, right now, actually, I have a survey out um, that I worked on a, a team from NYU, and I we we built this um, really awesome survey. Which, if anybody's interested in taking it, I would love to send it to you um, and get your feedback. So we used this tool called Qualtrics, uh, Q U A L T R I C S. 
And um, I'm not sure if it's free because we had access through students, but it, it, there may be a free version. There's also SurveyMonkey and those other types of survey tools. Um, but what was really cool about the Qualtrics tool is I would recommend doing a heat map. So what that is is we were able to put our homepage mock-up, which we have ready, about ready to build, into the tool, and people are able to click on different parts that they like and they don't like, and then they can comment on it. Um, so it's, that's a really interactive way to get feedback. And beyond that, you know, after, you, after you've spoken to people and you've gotten some, some online surveys done, I would say at that point, go, go into building what you want to build. And I, this is easy to talk about from if, if you're building something that's like a website. You know? So they talk about building um, a minimum bi viable product. And this isn't something that you should spend a lot of time or a lot of money on. Just do it bare bones um, and get out there. And, and once you have something to show people online, See, you know, again, keep testing, keep talking to people, getting their feedback, and iterate, iterate, iterate based on that feedback. And it's okay if what you have is not perfect at the, at the first iteration. You know, it's 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 very personal. Like Natalie said, it's her baby. You know, but um, you know, these babies need to be raised and cultivated, and you know, so that's it's just the same idea. Very nice. All right, so along um, the lines of, well, first of all, the Lean Startup, the producer wants to make sure that everyone knows that that's the book that our company is reading right now. So Young Female Entrepreneurs, like I said, is a passion project, and then I do have a hosting company, and um, that is we read a lot of books, and the Lean Startup is something that is our team book right now. So um, now you are con you're always talking about this whenever I talk to you about um, continually learning, um, expanding your horizons, finding out more about what's happening around the world. Um, now you just talked about books you're reading, programs, uh, classes, conferences that you've attended. Why the MBA? Why did you go back to school? Why did why NYU? What's the deal with that? Well, I think um, I don't know. Like I, I, I've lived in New York seven years, and I remember walking by NYU and just thinking, I, I'm going to go there someday, and I'm not sure uh, why or how, but uh, <laughs> that 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 came true, and it was just something. It attracted me. It's downtown. It's a, it's a cool. It's a really cool school, and um, and and I, and I felt like I wasn't. You know, I was working as an analyst and I was working in finance before I started all this. And um, I was spending a lot of time behind the computer, clicking away on my spreadsheets, you know, as a lot of us in our 20s do, you know. Um, and I think I realized that, like, I wasn't getting as much experience working with people as I would have liked to. And so uh, that's definitely what I would say. Having the MBA, um, I've learned to work in groups, and I, I, you know, we were we had to give a lot of speeches, and, and it's it's connecting with people, and it's just been a huge confidence builder. Um, and you're kind of thrown into it for three years. So for me, that was that was it. You know, just kind of taking it to the next level and getting a different different exposure. You know, do you think that it sets you apart from others? That is, so if you were to go to some form of um, venture capital or angel, whatever it is that you choose to uh, how you choose to fund your company, do you think that, that having the MBA will set you apart from others? I mean, I honestly, it's so funny because there's a lot of talk to these days about um, people, startups and investors not liking MBAs um, and that, that actually in some ways is a detriment to people um, because it doesn't, you get, you know, MBAs, a lot of MBAs, the, the stereotype, I guess, is they come in and they have kind of an elevated sense of who they are and where and where they should be. And I think these are all generalizations, but I do hear this buzzing around. 
And um, so I think that's encouraging for people that an MBA isn't, you know, is no, it is not necessary. I think, you know, if you go to a really good school, it can, it can, you know, people will look at that and say, okay, well, this person has this level of academic, you know, excellence. But I don't, I think in the entrepreneurial world, it's really like people look at, at people that are very scrappy and they've, <laughs> they're able to turn something, nothing into something. And I think that the degree is not as important. All right. So apart from the funding piece of the MBA, because I, I did not plan it this way, but the majority of our guests on Young Female Entrepreneurs that have been profiled do have some form of post-grad type of an experience, um, whether it's an MBA or um, just any other master's. Do you feel like that sets you par- apart as far as amongst your peers or even um, do you feel like that has given you the inspiration to start this business? Has it guided you in any other way apart from financial considerations? I mean, asking the, that question, the question in that way, I would say yes, it has. Um, you know, there are resources that I had access to going to school Um some of the classes were, were focused on entrepreneurship, although I still think I could have learned them learned a lot of that on my own. Like you guys reading those books are, are great and going and listening to Eric Reese, the, the author of Lean Startup would be um, you know equally as uh, as effective as going to a lecture, I think. Um, but the network was quite good. I think it really depends on what city you're in too. you know for being in New York, there's a strong um, entrepreneur community that that I could come into but if you were um, in a in a smaller city with a smaller network I would say an MBA program would be great because then you're connected with people like-minded people um, and and it's also a great place to meet co-founders I've, I've actually met um, I'm, I have another side project which I don't even think I've mentioned with you mentioned to you yet but I'm starting another site called healthybusy.com and um, I actually met my CTO at, at, at Stern at, at NYU, so that was great. Okay, so that leads me into another question, um, which one of the, the chatters asked, um, and I'll have to scroll through to find out who it was. Uh, the, as far as your site goes, now yeah. you mentioned having a CTO, and your background's more in business. Like you said, you had some fashion experience. When it comes to the nuts and bolts of the website, what type of decision do you make Sorry. What type of decision do you make um, as far as your hosting goes, your the development, what platform you're building it off of, that type of a thing? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, and it's always an ongoing discussion. And um, I have a lot, you know, I have a lot to learn in that. And I would recommend to anybody that's starting out, especially if you're like in your early 20s and you're trying to figure out what to major in or you're just exploring this area, you know, get into get into cons, cons, uh, computer science in whatever way that you can. <laughs> Seriously, just, yeah, you know, because it's just going to save you so much time and and um, you know. So the web platforms is tough. I I try to connect myself with as many technical people as I can and just you know ask everyone, what what should I use this? What do you think? And get a collective answer um, to make my decisions. But it's definitely very disjointed. So. Um, um, that's one thing, but as far as the other type of decisions, um, I do want to figure out, I mean, I'm very focused on what's, what are the newest technologies for building these platforms and how are, how am I going to be able to scale once we get users? Um, so it's always like thinking ahead, 
you know, I wouldn't build a WordPress site for something that I want to build and and have a hundred thousand users on. Um, and a very a very social platform like Signify. So, for example, for us, we're using Ruby on Rails, which I know is you know one of the newer platforms. Um, not so new anymore, but it's it's great because it's it's very scalable and um, agile. And um, I know Python is good too. It's sort of similar platform. And uh, that's about all I know about the web web platforms. So, well, do you ever feel like that's put you at a disadvantage that you don't have that computer science? Yeah. background or do you feel like you can you're confident enough to go into uh battle i guess <laughs> with your business background i mean as far as your confidence goes how has that affected you especially being in i mean an internet entrepreneur i mean i would say uh like i like i mentioned i i just have um you have to have a technical partner or, you know, it doesn't have to be maybe someone that's officially your partner, your CTO, but you've got, you know, some compadres and, that you talk to and that, that can tell you, you know, behind the scenes, what, what, what was this? What did they say? And what does that mean? And, you know, yeah. so, um, I don't think overall, I think we're going to see in the future that, that investors and those types of people looking at businesses are going to expect, um, business people to have more computer science acumen. But at this point, it's been such a huge shift, and there's such a need for technical people um, that I think they're they're sort of understanding that that's not you know where most people are at today, knowing both business and and the computer side. But if you have the opportunity and you have the time, study that you know. Definitely. And, and I, Code Academy, you probably mentioned that on your show. You know, Code Academy is um, the the new it started in 2012. You can sign up, and anybody can learn to code. And if you have time to do that, that's free. Yeah, and what's the, um, is it Stanford that is doing the free computer science classes? Yep, yep, that's right. I, I signed up for those because I was interested to see what that was. Um, and I think they maybe have recently, the, the class started, so I guess I missed it. But um, yeah, but that's probably going to keep going. And I think we're going to see more and more schools open up like that. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Now, I mean, we could talk for days about this part of it because um, like a few of you have already chatted in. This is a big deal. If if you're a female, young female, and you don't have that computer science background, definitely take our advice. Look for networks outside of um, your personal network. And maybe, I don't know if you want to go to the extreme and get your MBA or if you just want to connect with people at um, like Startup Weekend or different entrepreneurial conferences like that. But finding that CTO match to your business background or even the passion that you have, whether you have the business background or not. Um, but I wanted to move on to some of the travel pieces. So you mentioned about Airbnb. This is a big deal. I think this is one of the, the things that really attracted me to your story was that you took it to this extreme where you said, I'm going to rent out my apartment and kind of be this um, bag lady. Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. So tell us a little bit about what went into that decision. Um, Let me think. So I, you know, my family, my parents are big travelers and so they were always renting out their, their place. Um, with like websites like VRBO, Vacation Rental by Owner, and so we would, and I've always kind of moved around a lot, um, so I'm used to the uh, vagabond lifestyle, I guess. And, <laughs> uh, and so, and also, I had I rent my my apartment in the Lower East Side in Manhattan, <clears throat> and um, so I was renting out using the website Roomarama actually, which is similar to Airbnb. Um, I was using both sites to rent out my place when I would go out of town on the weekends or on vacation. You know, and you do the math after a while, and you start to look at like, okay, this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good revenue coming in, 
And it was about the same time that I was looking at that first fashion company and I was going to my doing my MBA at night, so that was, you know, intense. I was working full time as well as going to school at night, as well as having these entrepreneurial dreams. And I wasn't really happy in my job, but I didn't see anything kind of progressing there. So I, I kind of like did the math and I had my business partner also had an apartment and he said, well, I'm going to rent my apartment with Airbnb too. And so we both jumped ship and quit our jobs and, um, and started doing this Airbnb and rented out another apartment. And, uh, that's a whole nother story, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, it was, a, yeah, it was a big risk and, um, but that, you know, taking that leap definitely would, it was, it's been hard because I, I haven't always had a place to stay. And, um, I want to give a shout out to my friend Luana, who's probably watching right now. And, um, I'm actually staying with her. She's living upstairs in this, in this apartment complex. I'm staying on her couch right now. So <laughs> thank you, Luana, for uh, your support, uh, for making this all happen. It's been my friends and my family. And um, when that all, if all else fails, there's always Central Park. No, that actually <laughs> hasn't happened. But, um, you know, it's it's been, been interesting. Um, but I have to say the best thing that I've gotten out of the whole experience is dealing with uncertainty. I maybe had mentioned this in my in our previous interview because, you know, I don't know where I'm going to stay in in 2 weeks from now and I know that I have my suitcase with me and you know, I wanted to wear this the right shirt for this interview but it's not there and you have to learn to be comfortable with all of that type of uh stuff going on. And so it's not perfect and it's not organized all the time just like a uh, life is in, in the entrepreneurial world, isn't it? So I would say it's been really great for that. And, and um, also, too, living simply. You know, I, I don't have that much stuff anymore. I've just actually got a rid of a ton of stuff. And I think as you get rid of stuff, uh, you open up more space for other things to come in. Okay, so let's talk about that next point. Uh, that's another reason what attracted me to your story is the whole urban zen piece of you. Um, maybe tell us a little bit what about what you're doing in the Urban Zen. Is it called the Urban Zen Center? Yeah, they have a center there too, yeah. All right, so tell us a little bit about why you got into it and what it is that you're doing there. Great. So um, I actually started this Urban Zen program about a year ago. And this is, you know, really interesting, I think, for a lot of people that might be watching this because um, – you know, today people are getting much more into health and wellness and taking care of themselves, which is awesome. And a lot of times that's overlooked when we're going in, into businesses and we're, do, we're so busy and we've got so many things going on. And then, you know, often you can kind of crash and burn. And um, that's pretty much what happened to me um, before I found Urban Zen. And, um, you know, also living in a big city like New York, that I, you know, I, would like to share with people because I think other people have gone through it. I had anxiety issues, so I was getting very, you know, and I didn't know how to deal with them, and I, I thought something was wrong with me. And um, but all it was was, you know, there was a number of things, but just you know, the, the high stress, high energy um, lifestyle, and not knowing how to ground myself. And so then I actually just stumbled upon Urban Zen, and Urban Zen is this amazing place started by started by Donna Karen. And it's a space in um, in downtown Manhattan where people can go and learn and study and um, and about health and wellness. And they actually have a year long program that I just completed. Actually, two weeks ago, we had our graduation. Congratulations! And, thank you. And over the year, uh, we were learning different 
um, techniques every month. And so we would learn things like yoga therapy and aromatherapy, Reiki energy healing, uh, meditation, and nutrition. And we integrated that all together. So the program is Urban Zen Integrative Therapy. And now we're these therapists and we're able to work. Uh, we've been working in hospitals and different centers and working with with patients and also doctors and nurses working on them because it's not just about taking care of sick people or people you know um, people that are suffering from things it's also about taking care of yourself and taking care of the caretakers so having these tools has been amazing I, I, I have to say it's changed my life I'm, I'm able to deal with stress so much better and um, you know I still have all this stress but at least I know I can come back and I can meditate or even just to know that like okay I'm comfortable sitting here in this chair and and there's a lot of things that go go into it but I hope that this movement is going to kind of spread out into the world into the healthcare system and I'm hoping to bring it to entrepreneurs and into the corporate world because I think it's really important. So for the people that are watching today what can we take away from that experience that you've had as young female entrepreneurs that are dealing with uncertainty stress and all that fun stuff whether or not you had toddler vomit on you on Tuesday or <laughs> if your cash flow isn't going the way that you want it to go um, what advice can you give for us uh, for dealing coping with stress yeah I mean I think there's there's like the men the mental side in your and in your your perspective and, and um, you know, knowing that you're always going to be taken care of and you're always going to be okay. And I know it's easy to say that, but, um, you know, these difficult times are times that teach us things and teach us the most. So you can sit with that if that means something to you. And, um, and then from a more physical and spiritual perspective, one of the strongest modalities really is, um, is meditation. And I know that's something we all hear that we should do and, you know, everyone kind of beats themselves up because they don't do it enough and myself included but um, you know go check out there's a lot of different types of meditation that you can do and and see which one fits for you and it could just be five minutes a day and um, that's been really big and obviously the physical side is the most important thing I've one of the most important things as well I've, I've said to myself I'm gonna do one thing for myself every day and that might be a yoga class or it might be making myself uh, a healthy smoothie in the morning you know, I might be going for a run, I might be calling a friend, and it's it's amazing because just those little things um, have now become so commonplace for my life, whereas before that would have been a big deal. You just start slowly adding on pieces until, you know, now you, uh, until you're, you've kind of, that's become your, your new, new lifestyle. Okay, so last question. Uh, as far as, you know, you've got your MBA uh, or... Um... MBA done. You have the Donna Karen Urban Zen piece all done. What are you on to now? Oh, and you have the new project, Healthy, Healthy Busy. Can you say that one more time? Yep, it's healthybusy.com. Healthybusy.com. Uh, so now, now what are you doing? Well, yeah, so actually I have this blog that I currently have. It's called Live Wellpreneur. And this was for um, health, uh, live, living well tips for busy entrepreneurs. Um, but my partner and I are actually rebranding to healthybusy.com. So you can check us out right now if you'd like, and you can follow us and then we'll point you to when, when the website, the new website will be up within a month. So right now it's live well preneur with drop the E, um, all one word. And anyway, healthy busy is going to be really cool. We're going to have different categories like healthy, busy fitness and healthy, busy diet. And, um, 
Healthy Busy Wellness. And it'll just be, again, a, a resource and a kind of a go-to place to find videos, articles, tips, information, and with all, all with, the, with it in mind that this is, you know, maybe something that you'll only be able to spend five minutes a day looking at, but that will be enough. So I'm awesome. excited. I'll let you guys know when that launches. Awesome. Now, as far as Malaysia goes, are you able to talk about that now or do you want to hold off on it? I can. Um, I'm actually, something came up within the, 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 our last chat and there's an amazing company called Mind Valley um, that's based, it's an American company that moved to Malaysia and uh, they actually market personal growth products. And so I'm going to be moving over there in about six weeks and working on some of their projects as well as working on Signify. And it's kind of oh a gosh. really sweet place. Um, they're, they're, they, why, why I'm really interested in moving there and working with them is they're very focused on employee happiness. And they have some really cool ways of um, getting people engaged. And, you know, and they realize that like salary is not the most important thing to a lot of people. It's actually learning and the environment that you're going to work in. For example, they have uh, a barefoot only policy. So that seems pretty cool. Like no shoes allowed. And it's the, the, you know, the, the office is right near the beach and, um, I'm going to go check it out. Awesome. All right. So, um, now we're, we're running out of time, but I did want to, um, point out, uh, that within these profiles, I've had eight profiles and I've asked all of the young female entrepreneurs very similar questions and every one of them has had completely different answers for all of them. And so it's been really interesting, but so, you have a lot of similarities with last week's, um, last week's profile, Erin of live well in LA. And, uh, she mentions a lot of the pieces of kind of what you've talked about, but as far as employment goes and being a young female entrepreneur and actually working for someone else, she thinks that that's such a huge, a building block in building your business and that you can experience how someone else runs their business after you've already been in that mindset where I'm building a company right now. What can I take from others? Um, mm -hmm. But also as far as a salary goes, she thinks that that's really nice so that you're not starving for money as you're growing a business. So um, if you are in the same boat as Kara, definitely connect with her over on Twitter, um, on our website. Kara, where can people find you after this? Come check me out. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kara Melian, K-A-R-A-M-E-L-E-O-N. You can find me on Facebook, too, if you like. It's K-A-R-A-D-A-K-E. And sign up for Signify. Awesome. And congratulations on all the things that you've – I cannot believe you've got an MBA. You've got the Urban Zen Certificate. You've been traveling a lot, too. Where, where did you just come back from? Um, Florida. Yeah, that was in Florida for a little while. But I mean, that's – A while or, ago. Weren't you somewhere else? Was I? Well – I went to Oregon. I've been all around. Yeah. Um, well, Kara's done some incredible things. Definitely connect with her on Twitter. Kara, thank you so much for coming on the YFE live stream. Hopefully you all got something out of her story, whether it's the Urban Zen piece or if it's the coding or everything. I definitely have. Good. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. And please reach out. I, I love to um, answer any questions and hear what you guys are working on. Awesome. All right. So you've been watching Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream, part of youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. Every Thursday, we do a profile on a young female entrepreneur and bring up topics that uh, pertain to entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s. Thank you so much for watching. Hopefully, I'll connect with you over on Twitter or on youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. Thanks.